You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, We are back with another episode of From the Raptors. Sam and I are here recording on a Sunday, March 28th. Last time we spoke with you guys was before the trade deadline, before the first Bucks game of the two. And right now, it's the day after the Celtics game versus the Thunder with an unlikely hero that we'll get into later. But I want to start off with the first Bucks game so we can go in chronological order, uh, catch you guys up with everything we've missed since we've last talked. Daniel Tice misses the three. Next day, he gets traded. Run me through that first Bucks game, Sam, from your perspective. Yeah, so as I've already told you two times uh, <laughs> while we had technical difficulties, um, you know, they, they played really poorly in that first half. And it's something they love to do pre-trade deadline. And, I mean, they, they kind of did it yesterday. But they don't play a complete game a lot of the time. They They have lulls, whether they don't start well or they let the team climb back into the game. They don't play the full game. However, they really should have won that game. Uh, Daniel Tice got a good look. No problem with that look. And if you had a problem with that look, you're probably not the most educated fan because <laughs> he's a good shooter. He was wide open. It's fine. Mm-hmm. The funny thing about that, though, is uh, the next game, Mo Wagner comes in. That's his first shot. He makes it from uh, the same the same exact spot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely brutal. Against the same team, too, which is makes it even more painful to some degree. But... Yeah, like on the planet Earth, like he was – Literally on the same, like the whole globe, he was in the same like spot. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. And we are, in co- of course, referencing the Daniel Tice trade, which we can talk about now. We'll talk about the two deadline deals. Daniel Tice and Javante Green, for that matter, moved to the Bulls for Mo Wagner and Luke Cornett. Uh, third team involved was the Wizards. They got Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchison in the deal, and they sent Troy Brown Jr. and Mo Wagner to the Bulls. And Mo Wagner, obviously, like we said, got moved to the Celtics. The deal was made for luxury tax purposes to get the Celtics under that tax. I know, Sam, you have some thoughts on that. What do, what do you think about the whole financial situation in, in order to make the move or the whole thing? So I think the money, like the reason Tice was traded because of money is just ridiculous. I don't understand why teams do this. I mean, I know there's a reason for it, and they know more than I do. Don't get me wrong. But the Celtics came out a couple of years ago and literally said, like, hey, we're willing to go into the luxury tax to be successful and they trade away a guy that is an important piece to their team. He's not like a world, you know, like super world-class talent. I mean, I guess anyone in the NBA is, but he's not like an all-star talent, superstar, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you had him on the cheap, you save what? 3 million. Really? Like, is that really, that's what you're trading him for? 3 million. So you can save $3 million. (laughs) I understand if they really thought they weren't going to be able to re-sign him. That would make more sense to me. Yeah. And they probably didn't think they could. But in the grand scheme of things, it's just annoying. Like, I don't know. It, and I, I said this, like, in one of our prior takes. Um, we we uh, The Celtics have a lot of guys that could be on bird rights. They have a lot of guys that are their own talent, didn't acquire them through a free agency or anything like that. Um, so hypothetically, they could just pay the hell out of these guys anyway. I don't see why what the big deal is on saving all this cash mm. when the core of your team that you intend to keep together are guys that you have bird rights on. Mm. Uh, Robert I think at Williams, that point, Mark yeah. Smart, um, 
those those are the two that are pending. Yeah. I think at that point you might run into the hard cap situation. I, like you said, I don't – like you, I don't really know exactly how money works. I think you just can't get a – med. one of the things I know you can't get a mid-level exception. That's one thing I do. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think they do want to prioritize paying guys like Marcus Martin, Robert Williams, and also giving Robert Williams more playing time, and that's worked out very well since Tice has been traded. I'm not saying there's a direct correlation, but I know Danny Hanley came on our show a few weeks ago and said the Celtics would be much better without Daniel Tice, and now they're two and zero since trading him. Which, like I said, I don't think there's a direct correlation there. But uh, the only I've correlation is they're just playing Robert Williams more. Exactly, and I've I've definitely heard it from Danny since then and he's convinced that he's a basketball genius but um before we get into the stuff after that let's go over the second deadline deal Evan Fournier coming to Boston for two second round picks and Jeff Teague who I mean the biggest part of that trade might be the fact that Jeff Teague's not in Boston anymore (laughs) what do you think of the Evan Fournier trade Sam I don't know because he hasn't played yet (laughs) because of the stupid health and safety protocol they just need to vaccinate everybody screw the old people I'm joking, obviously. Please don't get upset. <laughs> I mean, I've been vaccinated. Mm. It's sensational. Make sure you get vaccinated. I mean, the, I the, sec- the second – when are you getting it? I got my first shot uh, the other day. Oh, you, you did get it? Wait yep. till you get the second one. It really is a, it's a yeah. doozy. Let me tell yeah. you. I was, I was a little tired. I was right the there, time. right there for the entire day. <laughs> I yeah. It was uh, off. Hey, everyone go get vaccinated. This isn't a political podcast, but – uh. Come on, do your duty. Um, anyways, tell you they should they should make it so you can't do stuff like go to games unless you're vaccinated. I people feel like that would be people would instantly do it. Yeah, but um, Evan Fournier to the Celtics hasn't played yet, but Jeff Teague off the books, that's something, right? What do you How think? How much money was he making? Five mil. No, five million mid, for him. Maybe mid. No, maybe minimum. He might have been on a league minimum actually. I was gonna say. Um, I, I would look at the Magic payroll, but they waived him. <laughs> he didn't even yeah. report to camp, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a steal of a trade for the Celtics once Fournier he does get played. Absolutely. I was pumped. I saw the price and I was like, no way. It's like I'm in charge <laughs> here. Like, these are the kind of trades that I see other teams make. And I'm like, why don't the Celtics do this? And they did. They, they did, did it. it. Thank God <laughs> they did it. Um, so, I mean, I, I would imagine Fournier is going to be really important to them. They've won the two games since they've hit the trade deadline. Really should have won three in a row, but unfortunately the tight shot missed and they didn't play a complete game. Um, so here we are. They've won two in a row. They're 500 again. They have a seven-game homestand coming up. When will Fournier play? Not sure. We don't know yet because Stevens wouldn't say anything about it, which was weird. Yeah, he, I feel like he doesn't know. that? Yeah, Stevens. I think Tim mentioned it on our pregame show. Stevens was very just like he put it off a little bit because I really don't think he knows either. I think he's probably a little frustrated that the new guy they just brought in to score he couldn't even play. Um, so that's probably it. it, it but, annoying. Yeah. I was pissed yesterday when I saw 100%. like like the tweet on Twitter that was like, yeah, he's not going to play. Health and safety protocols. Like this is getting a little bit ridiculous, don't you think? I mean, Romeo Langford. Yeah. Yeah, Evan Fournier. I mean, come on, these guys are both supposed to be additions to the team, and they're not they're not playing because of that. (laughs) Yeah, it's necessary. Um, no, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what's going on. It's definitely frustrating, especially because we don't really know if he came into contact with COVID. If Fournier has COVID himself, we don't know what happened with Thompson or Romeo. We have to assume that they probably have contract tracing issues. That's at least what I've been assuming. Um, so hopefully they'll be back. It's all ridiculous. The contact (laughs) tracing thing is so stupid. Because if somebody has COVID and they play a game of basketball 
every single person that played in the game and touched the ball should have to be in like COVID protocols. But yeah. in theory, that's how it should be. Yeah, and that's going back to the Bradley Beal thing. I think earlier this season when Jason Tatum was super close to Bradley Beal during the game, so only he was out, which made no sense. So I don't, I don't really know the exact touch the know, ball. They sweat on each other. I mean, yeah. they dap each other up after the game, whatever they're, even though they're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know all over the league. I mean, they, yeah, they talked to Al Horford yesterday. I'm surprised someone didn't shoot him. <laughs> you know, with a vaccine dart, of course. Yes, of course, of course. But um, <laughs> moving on from the trade deadline, I mean, you know, actually, let's give grades quick. I wrote a piece for Bannertown and Guy Boston Sports grading the two moves. You want to give your grades for each of the moves in purely basketball. I mean, you can factor in the, you know, the other things like financial, Rob starting, stuff like that for the moves. But give me your two, you know, grades for the pieces, especially considering when you saw the Fournier move, you thought it was free. And then on top of it, we give up Teague in the deal. So it's like, it just keeps getting better, right? <laughs> they paid the Celtics. <laughs> it's here. They paid the Celtics. We'll take Jeff Teague, and you can have Fournier. <laughs> a plus, unless he sucks, which he might yeah. suck. You never know. He he's gonna have a different role. Who knows if he's gonna be used to it? I imagine he won't suck, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think he's gonna fit into his role fairly well. He hasn't had to be the guy that hasn't been his thing in Orlando. His thing in Orlando has just been losing. So. Um, <laughs> It's going to be a little different for him now. I, I'd yeah. hope so. And you never know. Fournier was one of the guys who he falls in the Ish Smith, Chris Middleton, Karis LeVert category of guys who always killed the Celtics. Fima Kyle. Moses Brown, the new new addition to the uh, Celtic killer list. Bingo. But you yeah, know, he I got fatigued and only had like, like four, <laughs> four rebounds, rebounds in the second half yeah. after monster first half. But I mean, hey, Danny Ainge went out and got a guy that has killed the Celtics for years. So you said an A-plus for that move? I'm going to go with an, uh, an A. Because I'm not sure, uh, you know, the you whole the plus yet. No, no, because my reasoning is he goes into the Hayward TPE, and if you don't retain him, then you waste a chunk of that TPE in theory. And I know Danny said he didn't want to do that, but that's I don't, they I don't think him, they make plus. the deal if they don't think he, they'll retain him. Yeah, think that's me forward. because Ainge said he wants whatever he's going to do is going to be to help them for the long term as well as this season, and I just don't see. I mean, it's going to be a priority for them to re-sign him. I'm pretty sure they have bird rights on him, too. Uh, could yeah, be wrong. I think, so. right? I think that's the uh, the notion of understanding yeah. mine. I mean, that could be really good for them. That's a piece that's going to help them. He's a shooter. He's not old. He's, what, 28, 29? Same age as Tice was. Yeah, something like that. So it should Losing be good. Tice was tough for me, but it hasn't proved to be a real thorn in the side yet. And I think when Tristan Thompson comes back, it'll help him out, too. Um, but now you've got these other guys that are looking like they're going to be able to contribute. So we can mm-hmm. get into that if you'd like. Yes, sir. Just a quick grade for the tie straight. I just want your grade for the second one that we can go into those guys. Oh, it's just to see it's average. Yeah. My eyes had to see minus, you know, it's tough to lose a guy like that. But, uh, like you said, Mo Wagner and Luke Cornett coming to Celtics, making an immediate impact specifically, Luke Cornett, the Green Cornet, Murder Cornet, Unicornet. I mean, I said it on pregame. You weren't there. I like Kevin Cornet. That's my favorite one. <laughs> I mean, even though it doesn't really make all that much sense, but guy was like. a beast. Guy was an absolute beast against the Thunder last night. I mean, player of the game for Bannertown. I never thought I'd say those words. We, if we had any balls, he would be certified pimp of the game, but he's not. Player <laughs> of the game. I'm still pushing I mean, to make that thing. It will never be a thing, but I think it's so funny. <laughs> Do you like? What do we think about Luke Cornett? I mean, he obviously proved his worth last night. What are, What are your immediate thoughts? 
Um, well, for, before I get into it, if you think we should do certified pimp of the game, put it in the YouTube comments right now. <laughs> like, if you're watching, like, be like, yes, that's a good idea. Do that, and we'll potentially make the change. Uh, but Luke Cornett, right? When he comes over, we're thinking he's going to get waived. And I, yeah. there's a, I don't know which account it used to be, who it is, but there is an account that I follow. And, you know, I don't follow many accounts. So it's someone that I like their tweets. And they, they, they changed, like, their Twitter name to Cut Luke Cornett. I wonder if they changed <laughs> it. Because I don't know who it was, so I can't go back and check. But I, I kept seeing this guy, and I was like, damn, like, that's a little harsh. He hasn't I, – I think it's very unfair to want to cut somebody without, like, having – I uh, found it. His, oh, you his found ad it? Is, yeah, I'm going to expose him because he changed it. His ad is he, he smart, doesn't flop, and he changed it to don't cut Luke Cornett now. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll show you. He hasn't hasn't changed it back? I mean, on this screen, you can see it says cut Luke Cornett at the top. And then when you click on his profile, though, it says don't cut Luke Cornett. (laughs) So he changed it. I love it. I love it. Shout out to him. What's his name? Follow him. Because he he must put out good content if I still follow him. Smart doesn't flop is his ad. So go give him a follow. Okay. Yeah, go give him a follow. I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not. If you go follow him, tell him we sent you. Maybe he'll start listening. Uh, uh, What were we talking about? Luke Cornett? So, yeah, Luke Cornett, we thought he was going to be, like, nothing, and I certainly did. He comes in the game, knocks down a three. Actually, the first thing he does, he made a pretty pass, or a nice pass, I think, out of the high post, which is good yeah. for him. That That's, like, a nice play that really is, like, wow, that was pretty good for him. But he made two back-to-back threes when the Celtics were on a big run in the fourth quarter. Also, shout-out Celtics for coming to play in the fourth quarter. Can there you believe go. it? Only Time quarter they came to play in. Only quarter they came to play it. <laughs> I was I was I was at my buddy's house and I was like, damn, they're really gonna lose this game. I said to yeah. him, I was like, they're really gonna lose this because they're not making any kind of run at this small deficit. Like it was like four points, they couldn't get past it. They got tied at one point, then they they fell back. So Luke Connect comes in and just kicks ass. He had an, a nice block. He had another one they called a foul that definitely should not have been a foul. They even challenged it. Brad Stevens was like beside himself that they didn't overturn the call. Yeah, but Luke Cornett comes in two threes. Um, did he get? I think he had a couple rebounds too. Like he has like decent stats as well five as the rebounds. threes. He had five rebounds. Um, I'm not sure though. I know he had that nice assist. He had a he had a dunk. I'll look at the stats. He won player of the game or certified yeah. pimp of the game, whatever you prefer to call it. He won it. Mm-hmm. Let me get those stats for you real quick. So Luke Cornett, obviously the eight points on I believe two of three shooting from deep. Uh, included with five rebounds, one assists. So there you go. That's pretty good for Luke Cornett. I mean, you can't really ask much more from the guy. He played, what, 10, 13 minutes in the game. He came in, made the immediate impact. He, he did the, the Grant Williams special. Did not play yeah. the whole game. Comes in the fourth quarter, makes an impact. Bingo. The, the Bingo. best part about him and Wagner is that they both had decent performances. Wagner had a good night in garbage time against Milwaukee. But he does things like he tries to take charges, things that like, you know, Celtics fans like for Which sure. should have been a charge the other day. He, he tried to yeah, do that. The one, oh, that was actually like really funny. The one where he uh, he got like absolutely bodied by I think it was Anna Cooper's brother. Yeah. And like it was actually like mad funny to me. Like I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but okay. um, these two guys are coming in and making somewhat of an impact. It could be a one time deal shot in the dark, whatever. But like. They haven't even like practiced with the team. Like they literally just showed up and started playing basketball with the Celtics, and they're doing well. So that's encouraging. That that's like the most surprising thing, thing to me. And I understand why like they're playing Taco over these guys in the first half because like he's had a chance to practice with the team, know the offense. They literally don't know anything. If you watch them play, 
they're just like setting screens and running pick and roll, pick and fade. That's all they're doing right. on offense. And I will say, past week or so has been a a tough week for the play taco people because he does not look good. I'm brutal, sorry, brutal for the Facebook crowd. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Taco just does not look good. I mean, Taco came in before either of them. The, I'm like referencing Luke and Mo and played less minutes than both of them. Like that's not a good sign if you're Taco Fall. And I like the guy. Obviously, we both like Taco Fall. It's just like you like. I would give either one of Luke Cornett and Mo Bogner minutes over Taco now. Uh, that's just one me. thing. One thing. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, Taco is literally just there. I mean, which is yeah. fine. That's fine. I don't. I don't mind having him on the team. Everyone seems to like him. He's a good guy. Whatever. Um, but one thing from Taco that did impress me though, he was like, I there was one play he was running the floor, and it was it was unreal for me. I was like, wow, like he's running. Like that's not what he. <laughs> he's not a runner. Being being built like that, it's tough to run. That's why you don't see guys like that for the casual fan. You don't see a lot of guys that big playing big minutes because you're like, damn, that guy should be dominating, like Boban or Taco, and like they don't they don't do that. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. The league is too fast paced now, and that's why you see centers like Robert Williams dominating. So let's talk about Rob for a second. The guy has been. Nothing short of amazing since being in the starting lineup. I mean, I, I know Perk did say something last night talking about Luke Cornett real quick. Again, he said uh, credit to Brad Stevens for keeping Luke Cornett in the game in the fourth. I mean, he didn't, you know, revert back to Rob. Man, Luke Cornett didn't even play garbage minutes. He was so good, right? Like He was so good. He didn't get the chance to play in garbage time. That's That's the impact Luke Cornett made the other day. And credit to Brad Stevens for not reverting back to Robert Williams when it mattered. Because Luke Cornett was playing well, but Robert Williams in the first Bucks game and this game against the Thunder didn't score double-digit points in either game, but had such a monumentous impact on both games that I don't think – I don't want to see Brad Stevens revert back to Tristan Thompson immediately when he comes back. Are, are, do you agree with that? What do you think about the whole starter situation? Well, no, I don't want him to start. If, that's, if you're asking if, you, if I want Tristan Thompson to start, the answer is no. Okay. I think Robert Williams is earned the spot. I think he's the guy. They have 2-0 and when he starts. Could be coincidence. I mean, they played OKC. But the Milwaukee game, they played it sensational. And he they played play great defense. That. One thing yeah. about Robert Williams since he started starting is he's not, like, making everything anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed. Like, his, he's actually missing shots once in a while, which is weird. But uh, Tristan Thompson, what I thought you were asking was, you know, whether you want to play him or the other two guys. And now now I think there's an argument. You've got a little bit of like a dilemma here. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to see a lot of what they had to do last year where they would play people situationally like Cantor over Robert Williams in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends how they want to use them. I mean, you could play probably Wagner and Cornette at the four, especially Cornette, the way he shoots. Yeah. I don't know if he Cornette, plays defense like that. You know how tall he is? It's seven foot two. That's wild. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. continue. He's only like a little bit. Isn't that crazy? He's only like three inches shorter than Taco. Or technically, yeah. I don't really know. People say Taco's seven foot seven. He's listed at seven foot five. I don't really know. Yeah. He, he definitely looks freakishly tall, and Cornette really doesn't that much. Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I, I saw a comment the other day on Luke Cornette's post game interview, and he goes, I really just expected this guy to speak with a, like a thick European accent for some reason, <laughs> which is super funny because he, I don't even know where he's from, but he went to like Vanderbilt and he's. Uh, he definitely I, I like isn't European. Before before like hearing you say that, I would have told you he's not. He's I, If I had yeah. to guess, he would be like from the South. 
Do you want to guess where he's from? Or, or Midwest? I'll Google it right now. We can give we can give you a live guess. Where where do you think Luke Cornett's from? We'll give he's you. He's either from like upstate New York, um, the Midwest, or like somewhere. I don't want to say. I wouldn't say Texas. Let's try and like narrow it down. I'm gonna say the South. I it's tough say, for I you because it's Texas. <laughs> is it Texas? He's from yeah, Texas. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's from Texas, which is funny. That's <laughs> oh, uh, right. I said the South. Yeah, there you go. Except you said not Texas <laughs> right before I told you it was Texas. Um, no, but something else about Luke Cornett that impressed me. He played really good defense. Like Moses Brown was killing the Celtics the whole game. Luke Cornett went up completely vertical. Obviously, we talked about the call that that should have been a block that was, was a brutal. foul. But he was playing I, really I couldn't good hear the defense. commentary when that happened because I, I we had game audio on when I was at my friend's, but I mean, I couldn't like hear everything they were saying. Yeah. Did they give an explanation why they said like it wasn't a foul or no? Or no, they, they, they I will say they used the word. You know how they say the call has been confirmed or whatever? They oh, said the they call said stands. it stands. Yeah. yeah, which means I think there was just a little contact, so they couldn't revert. They need to it. fix the challenge system so bad for yeah. multiple reasons. First reason, there needs to be one challenge per half because they don't challenge calls in the first half because they're afraid not to have a challenge like when it matters. But realistically, there are calls they should challenge in the first half, but don't. And those calls will change, like, the the flow of the game. Yeah. Like, they are big-time plays, and they won't do it. Mm-hmm. Number two, they need to either – one thing – I don't know if I was talking to you about it or my dad. Um, but if they're, if they're going to do jump balls off the challenge, which I don't think they should. But if they do, they should make it like college, where it's possession arrow. Okay. Only for that. Not for a held ball. Only for that. Okay. Because I, I then if you're going to use the challenge, you know if I win the challenge, like we're guaranteed either not going to get the ball or going to get the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The NBA the jump has a lot of problems with its rules right now, and it's really annoying. They the NBA need to has change a lot of problems the with their refs. The refs have been extremely bad this year, which is crazy. Have they been bad or have they just been following the rules? That's the problem. Also true. Yeah, You know, they need to get rid of the fouls on threes unless the guy gets drilled. Because you have guys, and the Celtics do it too, and I don't like it. Marcus Smart did it yesterday, and he got the call. That you have guys taking shots solely so they get fouled. Mm -hmm. If you would not take that three in a normal – like if you're playing pickup basketball and you call your own fouls, you're not doing that. Yeah, 100%. Which is – it's an issue. I mean, there's nothing – I will say I don't blame the players because you you play to the rules at that point. Oh no you no I, the, I you know no, what I'm I saying. Rule. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Need to okay. Yeah. Rules. Yeah. I agree because like if I'm Trey Young and it's working, like it's annoying. But if I'm getting to the free throw line ten times a game, why would I stop doing it? Realistically, you know what I'm what saying. What the players are doing is wrong, but they're the NBA is enabling, and that's not exactly right. okay. Yeah, I like the way you phrase that. There's yeah. a problem, uh, and they're not doing anything to fix it. Mm-hmm. They found a loophole yeah. in your rules and you're not changing it. That's a problem. 100%. Um, going back to the Thunder game, Moses Brown, absolute legend in the first half. 17 re- or points, 19 I rebounds. I was like, damn, they should have traded for this guy. <laughs> also, seven Wagner and Cornette. Boy, and, was I wrong. Yeah, I mean, Brad Stevens ripped into the starters in his post-game interview. He was like, we got no energy from those guys. Like, not even like, like being his normal, like, oh, no, it's okay. Then. So... Yeah, I mean, Brown had a good third quarter and Tatum had a good fourth quarter. 
Yeah, I'm talking about like the first half. In of the beginning, they were egregious. Brad literally said, yeah. we got no energy from those guys. The bench kept us in this game. Like that's what he said the whole like interview. Like that was his like storyline. Like, oh, he's bench, right. The bench. Yeah, and it was frustrating. And I don't think you – I hope you're not complaining about that because the main no. knock – I don't think you are. People will knock on Brad that he's not vocal enough. Well, there you go. And yeah, he just yeah. publicly ripped the starters, and they just. I'm not it. complaining. I just thought it w- it was good to see him actually stick to his guns a little bit. Credit Peyton Pritchard too, because without yeah. Peyton Pritchard, the Celtics would have been absolutely screwed that game. Man had a huge first quarter, huge first half. Only Celtic, uh, uh, him and Carson Edwards were the only Celtics who had five or more points in the first quarter, which was ridiculous, right? Because really weird that Carson Edwards plays, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had 12 strange. last night, I think. Maybe 10. But yeah, he, he had, had a good like game. He made, he made a digits. couple of big shots, actually. Keep mm, him in the five, game. Or keep him with his five for eight. Mm-hmm. Five for eight for from the field. Two for three from deep. He good might game. see more. He might get like the either Teague or Pritchard, whatever role you would like to call it. He'll be the third guard that they kind yeah. of put in every once in a while. So good for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's still got – is he guaranteed four years, Jack, or is he just uh, two and two? They have an option. I think it was. I think no, because he was second round pick, so they signed him to an actual contract. Yeah. So I mean, you have two more years of him. You might as well get a little bit out of him. Yeah. Not that he makes a whole lot of money, but he's going to be around. They obviously have faith in him. And, I mean, they still do. They're they're playing him. And I think we saw Carson Edwards minutes like more because Kemba was out a little bit. That's because true. Obviously, you're missing those point guard minutes there. So we'll see what happens this it's next if, game. If Kemba's going to continue to be out, then that's important for him to be able to step up, and that'll yeah. eventually. I mean. There might be an eventual time where he does get an actual role on the team. Yeah. I'm intrigued at Aaron Neesmith because he played last night for 16 minutes, but it felt like I didn't see him on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Because he just didn't do much. Uh, yes and no. He didn't score, but he was he hustles, and that's what I like about him. Despite his struggles shooting every once in a while, he will not relent. He had a big-time play where he – somebody missed a shot. And then he chased down the rebound with three OKC guys, knocks it out of bounds off, I don't know, the dude with a mullet. That's egregious. You see that guy? What's it? Williams, 34 on OKC. Uh, Kenrich. Kenrich Williams, yeah. Yeah, that guy's egregious. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen, like, a black dude with a mullet before. And he's done. No, it, it was or a little Spanish, weird. whatever he is. I don't know. The, ha- the hairstyle's a little bit. He's a, he's a player. He's a person. It doesn't really matter. But it's very egregious hairstyle. Yeah, it was definitely odd. And – um, Scal talked about it on broadcast too. I know you were listening, but he mentioned that it was wild. But yeah, Aaron Neesmith. No, I, just, I was on the broadcast for the first half when he did mention it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Aaron Neesmith just didn't do anything, it seemed like. And I feel like that's been a trend all year, which is annoying because he came in to shoot and he can't really shoot, which is frustrating, right? You know what I'm saying? I think in the long term, he's going to be okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, don't, I don't have a whole lot of, this year, I don't have a whole lot of faith in him. But in terms of the long term, I just think he's getting a little bit of experience. He's getting out there. What do we think about the man, the myth? Uh, I would say the legend, but it's pretty much just a myth at this point. Romeo Langford, what's go- like the myth? That's <laughs> the a myth. Huh? For Romeo, actually, Jack. Yeah, I, I actually really like that. That's excellent. The man, <laughs> myth. myth, Romeo Langford. <laughs> Period. No legend. No legend. Not yet. Anyways, Not yet. according to Birkin, uh, Birkin, soon to be legend, but uh. Well, what do we think? Is he going to ever do anything in a Celtics uniform again? Like, are we going to see him I'm ever? I'm excited for him to play. Like, I'm, like, really does. excited for him to play. <laughs> Whenever he, he gets play? out of this friggin' protocol, like, uh, they need wing depth. 
I think he was really solid last year when he actually got playing time, and they obviously do too because they were playing him with a torn ligament in his shooting hand. <laughs> yeah, people forget that. I don't know. He might struggle coming off an injury. Who knows? I, I'm not. I'm not like over the moon about it, but it's it's found money. He's free, so who cares? Yeah. Uh, before we do anything else, shout out to Manscaped. <laughs> Use uh, code BTUSA at checkout for twenty percent off. Uh, and, free and free shipping, shipping. on your order. And free shipping. Gotta, you gotta sneak that in there because we are. We always forget to do it. We don't. What else? We, we're partnered with Guy Boston Sports too. We always forget to say that. Like when we do like yes, a sir. podcast, when we do the pregame. We always like make sure we get it in. We yes, never sir. like remember to plug anything. Guy Boston Sports added in every description of the podcast though, so they're they're always. Well, that's good. Sure check that out. Yes, sir. That's we probably well Jack does that, but we don't. We never say anything. Yeah, we gotta remind you guys. Shout out Guy Boston Sports. Shout out Manscaped. BTUSA. 20% off and free shipping at checkout. Uh, yeah, I mean, Celtics, what, what were we talking can about? Can you put the about? Manscaped thing on the graphic on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah. I'll throw it in. Okay. Throw it in there. Um, throw it to Jack. He does all the graphics and stuff. I just show up. <laughs> yeah, these are all on YouTube. We have a few guys over there that watch every Shout out you guys. Watch Man, people actually comment on our stuff. That's really nice. Someone commented about me, said I was angry. I don't remember which one I was watching. Yeah. I, I probably was, was angry. That guy was mad at you. I forget exactly what he said. He, he he's calling you an idiot for the Kyrie thing. Something about Kyrie, I believe it was. I don't even remember. We'll, we'll do a segment on me reading stuff, and and you can we can talk until I get to the, the comments. I'm trying to like, cause yeah, I mean, talking YouTube comments. Some some fan was just extremely mad at Sam for some reason. But oh yeah, I wanted to shout out this guy. That's fine. Be mad at episode. Shout out Cosmic Debris seven 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 on YouTube. Comments on every single video we put out. Shout out to him for watching them all. Yeah, for real. Was it this Thank one? you. There was Thank one you. where he was like, why is he Much so appreciated. Yeah, Sam uh, is awfully negative tonight. Who does he feel would be a good get for the future? I don't remember what I was talking about in that one. I don't either. Um, are we talking about Drummond? No, I don't even remember. It was probably pre-trade deadline. We were talking about guys we don't want to see, guys we do want to see, that whole shebang and stuff we were doing. But uh, speaking of guys that Celtics missed out on, Andre Drummond's going to Lakers. We talked about this briefly before the show, but what do you think of that? Are you mad? Are you sad? Are you indifferent Drummond? about DeAndre Drummond? Yeah. The only reason I'm upset is I don't want him to go to the Lakers. I, I don't think him going to the Celtics um, would have been a huge thing. It would have gave you more questions than answers because you had to say, all right, well, how are you going to fit in Robert Williams' minutes? How often is Drummond going to play? Is he going to take a lot of minutes off the other guys that you just traded for? Like, center, I mean, despite not having a – like solid number one because Robert Williams is a good player, but yeah. he's only started two games. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't have that guy. And if Drummond comes in, he probably is going to be the automatic starter. They really wanted him. So they, they, that was their plan. Yeah. Um, but him coming in doesn't necessarily make you better, which is weird because it should, but it just, it makes it more difficult to find minutes for guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. But as far as the Lakers go, I don't I don't love that they they get to that for free. And let yeah. before we continue, I'm going to say what I, I said on the pregame yesterday. This was next, so um, go ahead. I okay. know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah. So, well, I'm going to complain some more because I had some more thoughts about it today. But the NBA needs to put a cap on how many buyouts the team can get. It should just cap it at one. Um, and it is it me complaining because the Nets are getting better. Yeah, probably a little bit because I don't want them to get better. But they. And the reason I'm upset is this. 
they salvaged their whole bench in depth to get James Harden. That is a trade. That's a trade-off. That's what you you have to make a sacrifice to bring that guy in. And they're getting away with it because they're just signing guys to fill in on the bench. That shouldn't that shouldn't be a thing. That's not okay. And it's me absolutely bitching because I'm a Celtics fan and I want them not to be <laughs> as good. But realistically, around the league, I'm sure everyone else feels the same way. It's just not fair. Mm-hmm. And they need to fix buyouts in general because guys are just leaving teams because they're not winning. What, what What's the Spurs record, Jack? Because I don't good. even think they're, pretty they, good, they're good, right? They're yeah. good enough. And Aldridge wanted a buyout from the Spurs who are doing <laughs> fine. That should not be a thing. If you're a team that can somewhat compete and get in the playoffs, you have no business asking for a buyout. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. I don't Spurs know if are can make seven a seed in the, the West, seven seed in the 20. West, 23 and 20. 23 and 20. They are better than the Celtics right now, record-wise. And the guy requests a buyout from that team and he, so he can go play for the Nets. Everyone thought it was going to be Miami. It turned out to be the Nets. That's ridiculous. I'm going to say it again. There is no reason anyone in the NBA should be able to terminate their contract on a team that is competing like the Spurs are, at least to get in the playoffs, to go just join like a juggernaut. So do you understand the Blake Griffin thing a little bit then, since the Pistons are kind of well, trash? Yeah, I do. I understand that like he's wasting like playing days there. I mean, I do understand it. And I was fine that they got him. The thing that I don't like, he definitely like swindled the Pistons and just didn't try. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's clear now, but uh, I mean, and I was right when we talked about Blake Griffin. I told you, I said, watch, he's gonna go on a team, and he's like all of a sudden like gonna be a little bit more motivated. Yeah, yeah, he's he's better than I thought he'd be, but I still don't think he's like amazing. But another guy that's getting screwed over in a sense. I don't really know exactly what's going on, but what the hell is going on with Al Horford, man? Like that's yeah, they need to let him go, and I'm gonna tell you why they need to let him go. Aside from any Celtics bias, I would absolutely love Horford back. I've said it. I would have traded for Horford if I could have. Yes. Um, you had a bunch of guys this year that come in with uh, without having played in the bubble, right? Tristan Thompson, Jeff Teague. Use them as examples because we all saw them up for, up close. Um, Thompson had a very slow start to the year. He didn't didn't he? He's picked it up a little bit that West Coast road trip when they played in Golden State. He had a really big time game and he's been solid ever since. But he was really slow to start. You have to think Al Horford is voluntarily not playing in basketball games. Whether or not he's practicing doesn't matter. Because both those guys, Teague and Thompson, definitely practice. They're pro athletes. That's what they do. They did not practice for nine months before the season. He's not going to get game action in OKC. I know he probably definitely he wants to get paid. Like He's got a lot of money he would have to leave on the table to be bought out. But that is a situation where I understand a buyout. Is it because he would probably yeah. join the Celtics? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But, like, he's he's a good player and he's having a good season. And this is on the team, too. While I understand why they want to, like, sit him to get reps for other guys, realistically they're doing it to tank because they're winning too many games. And that's mm-hmm. the problem. I mean, I will say – Moses Brown did a pretty good job in the starting center. He did. He, he did a great job. But Al Horford yeah. is should not be wasting like years of his time playing because I I absolutely love Al Horford so I can't like badmouth him. But he 
he's just wasting time, dude. And like he's he's gonna come back if they trade him or he gets bought out, and there's gonna be probably a little bit of hype, but behind whatever team he signs with, like they're gonna be like, oh, like they got Al Horford, that's a good player, and he could very well like come out and not be the same because he hasn't played. He played in the bubble. He played, you know, he didn't have that time where he wasn't playing in games. You lose sharpness. It, it's Al Horford, different, by the way. Averaging 14.2 points, 6.7 rebounds, 3.4 assists on 45-37 shooting this season. So Those are very similar numbers, if not the same as when he was an all-star here in Boston. I can read you his all-star numbers. Ready? Uh, All-star numbers in Boston were 13 points, you know, 7.5 rebounds, and almost 5 assists on extremely similar shooting. Yeah, or he, he actually he shot forty three percent from three that season. Never mind, that's kind of ridiculous. What? That's a good player, man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there you if go. If I'm the Celtics, and I I have a feeling that they that Brown and Tatum definitely said something to him last night. I mean, they talked for a while. From what I see, I I saw like they had a lengthy conversation. Yeah. It was enough. I Keith Smith tweeted, so it was enough for him to tweet. <laughs> um, they need to do anything they can to get him. I, I'm surprised. I mean, I guess the money doesn't work. I'm I'm kind of surprised they didn't. I mean, OK, OKC must have been trying to ship him out, right? And they just decided they should have announced this before the deadline. I don't know why they waited. Probably because they couldn't find any deals for him. That's and what so, I think. But yeah. if, I don't know. It, it's frustrating for me because I like him. And if, I would really appreciate it if they bought him out. Yeah, I would really appreciate that. Pleading to Sam Presti, we'll throw you a second round pick. You buy him out, we'll give you a second round pick, Sam. Uh, give you a first Presti. round pick, honestly. <laughs> give you two. That's got to wait to the, the off season. Though. So, I, I, so I to answer your question, to cycle back to Drummond, uh, no on him, yes or Horford. Just because Horford is a certified like, he's a good player. He's been an All Star. He's fit on this team before. He is a mentor to Robert Williams. Even if you bring him to come off the bench behind Robert Williams, I'm sure he's fine with that. I don't know. Maybe in the yeah. offseason they'll revisit yeah. it. But it, it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen, which doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I'd love Al Horford back in Boston. That covers all of the Celtics topics that I wanted to go over for the day. Um, I do want to talk about the other moves around the trade deadline, starting with the Charlotte Celtics, because that's hilarious at this point, right? They've got yeah. Hayward, Rogier. They've got Wanamaker, and they were interested in Tice at the deadline. Like, I mean, come on. You know, MJ, Kupchak, I know you want to be Boston so bad, but you, it's just not the right shade of green, man. Like, you got to give you gotta give it up at some point. That That's funny, right? Like, that's that's is that the most players that have played on a different team playing together on another team? Oh, man. We it's got to be. A- who, who was it? Uh, there was a team a couple years ago that was very similar. I don't. Well, the Lakers were kind of like that. They had uh, Bradley Actually, and Rondo. You know what it is? It's the Nets this year because Harden, Kyrie. Durant. No, because oh, Harden, oh, Durant, deal. Roberson, Timothy Luau Cabaret, and Jeff Green were all on the same team together in OKC. They weren't on hilarious. the same team together. They just played in OKC. No, I'm pretty sure most of them were on the same team together. No. Uh, Cabaret has definitely not been in the league that long. Oh. Jeff well, I know. Jeffrey Durant. Who's the last one you said? Roberson? Roberson? I don't know. I don't think Roberson played with Harden. Really? Uh, I can think Harden was there almost 10 years ago now, Jack. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is really wild. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just think it's funny that 
they're trying so hard to be the Celtics. Obviously, like I said, they were interested in Tice even, so that would have been four players who played for the 18-19 Celtics team. Yeah. It's just funny, and especially because Hayward and Rozier are both having like really good seasons too, which is wild. So they're playing really well. They have a better record than the Celtics right now, right? I think so. Yeah, they're in fourth, and the Celtics are in yeah. seventh. They're like a game ahead of the Celtics, game and a half, half game. So it's not that much, but it's, it's something. something like that. Hornets are playing right now, though, so I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to be even more ahead because uh, – no, they're down six right now to the Suns in the fourth Suns. quarter, though. Phoenix so. is a good team, so they might good lose. Good team. There you go. I mean – I'm actually going to see the game next see. week where they play them. You're going to see what game? Charlotte Celtics. Oh, you're going to the game, to TD? Yes. That's hype. How'd you get tickets? SeatGeek. Is, oh, it's, really? It's regular. It's just right resale. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, let crazy. me tell you, though. I'll tell you the story uh, – I don't know why I made like a new SeatGeek account like with an email I use more frequently than the one I originally made it with, so I didn't have to go check that email. But every time I try and buy tickets from the new account, it would like bounce the tickets. Like it would say, "We're waiting to confirm confirm your purchase," and then it would just send me a minute an email like 15 minutes later, be like, "Yeah, sorry, like they're not available. Like someone else bought them." Mm-hmm. but I would look at the map and the tickets would still be there. So I don't know what was happening. Went on my phone, bought the tickets. So I got them first try on the other account. I don't know. <laughs> Fix your shit. Seat geek. Seat geek hates you. Can we get a seat geek code, Jack? I'm pretty sure you can just sign up for that. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like I'm pretty sure we can just sign up for that and like put it Maybe. in the video. We'll, we'll try to get ourselves a seat geek code. We'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I talked about Charlotte. I want to talk about some of the other moves made. Biggest one. What was the biggest trade deadline move? Victor Oladipo to Miami. Maybe that might be the biggest one that happened. Well, that was another nothing. one. It was free. Yeah, they got him for nothing. That makes me so angry. Like, why? Why is like why? Why did he? Why did the Celtics not like? Did they even call about him? I don't know. I wish it was like the last two minute report where like they had to release like what they tried to do. Well, what could have? What could the Celtics have given up that would have matched the salary without going into TPE? Because they didn't have the TPE space anymore after Fournier. Uh, okay. All right. Well, that's what I think at least. You got Tristan Thompson. Yeah, I guess. And then how much what? does Avery Bradley make? So I know Kelly makes twelve. Yeah, so I don't think Avery okay. Bradley makes that much money. <clears throat> Still though, I think you'd have to match to some degree. Yeah. Avery Bradley makes five point six. Oh, so, okay. Well that yeah, might yeah. have been a little bit harder. <clears throat> I mean, you could have added what Thompson T or Thompson oh, Tice have, something. I don't know. Yeah, they wouldn't want to Tice. Exactly. So uh, it's just tough. You know, he get all the people for free. You do Lowry that, you're not, not clearing money. You're yeah, not clearing exactly. money, so they don't have to pay. Exactly. Lowry I know not getting Sox fans su- feel. was surprising, right? Like that, that was probably I, the I'm kind of surprised they didn't trade him. That's but you kind of knew it was coming when Philadelphia traded for George Hill. You know? Yeah, I guess so. Sam, you got to be pissed. Your boy got moved and not to the Celtics. He went to the I Clips. Know, I was mad. I was, I was like... Rondo. I mean, I guess, like, they want to save money, so they're being, like, really stingy. But, like, I'm telling you, like, that's a move that would have really helped the Celtics. Believe it or not, like, Rondo is able – I mean, that's why they traded for him in L.A. The Clippers, yeah. At least not in the Lakers. Um, he would help them a lot. He'd push the pace. I mean, they're playing better now in these last two games, but he would make sure they're running, like, a good offense on the floor, I'd imagine. It would, just, it would be different. It would be a good thing. Yeah. That's what not even the home. It's just like that's a good player that would fit. Yeah. I know. I agree too. What other trade deadline moves happened? I feel like I'm missing some big ones. There were a lot of trades. 
that went uh, down. Obviously, George uh, Hill what happened. Was one, what was the one that people were saying, this is the one you're going to forget by the end of the day? Oh, what is it? Oh, really? I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, man, I'm so mad. I know Bielitsa went to Miami. Oh, did he? I didn't even forget it. I didn't even remember that one. Yeah. Um, Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets. That's a thing that happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can talk about that because that was Celtics. Uh, Denver paid way too much, so that's fine. They can have them. Really? You think they paid too much? They paid so much. Are you kidding me? I, I know they paid a lot, but is it too much? They gave up, I think they gave up picks. They gave up Gary ha- Harris, who was yeah, okay, one first, a pick. Yeah. That's still valuable. They gave up Gary Harris, who's a solid player. They gave up uh, uh, R.J. Hampton, who's a rookie that they just drafted. Mm-hmm. He, they gave up like some stuff to get Aaron Gordon, who I I think I said it like time and time again. I wasn't like over the moon on. Mm-hmm. Like I understood where people thought he would be helpful, but I mean, yeah, he's not. He hasn't been an All Star. So, he's not super special. I have every trade deadline deal ranked in terms of importance. I'm going to read you from least important to most important. Okay. Right. Uh, Seventeen. Mufondu Cabinjale moved for a heavily protected second round pick. Cabinjale goes to the Kings from the Clippers. Yeah, probably the least important. <laughs> um, uh, Brad Wanamaker to the Hornets for cash to the Warriors. <laughs> it's not not great for uh, Wanamaker. Spurs uh, get Marquise Chris trade. Katie. Who they have now waived. Lelane. Yeah, who they have waived. Haven't even heard of this guy. Katie Lelane. Didn't even know um, he was a thing. So, yeah, I got nothing. Terrence Davis to the Kings for a second round pick. That was kind of free. That was interesting to me. Yeah. He's he's good, right? Like I'm not the yeah, only one that bad. thinks like he's like solid. solid. I guess if you're the South in I I view everything through uh green glasses. So I think to myself if does he help the Celtics? He could, yeah. but that's the Pritchard role. And if you want if you like Pritchard, you don't need to bring men. So in terms of that, I understand why they might mm-hmm. not have done that. Matt Thomas to Utah for a second round pick. Yeah. yeah, Matt Thomas was not getting used in Toronto. That's good for you. That's a good pickup for Utah, though. He's yeah. a shooter. That helps them oh, out yeah. a lot, actually. That makes That's a right. lot of sense why they would do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeLon Wright to the Kings for Corey Joseph in two seconds. Not a bad pickup. DeLon Wright's not bad. He's solid. Good for the Kings. Uh, Bielitsa. in one of the games. He did. Mm-hmm. Bielitsa to the Heat for Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. Eh, whatever. He leads <laughs> having a down year, by the way. Yeah, not shooting the ball great. Uh, JaVale McGee to the Nuggets for Isaiah Hartenstein in two seconds. Yeah. Um, backup eh. center for Denver, I guess. Yeah, they were playing Isaiah Hartenstein as a backup center. so that's Denver improved. cleared out the, the farm, though. A little bit. Yeah, they've gotten, gotten uh, a little bit. Uh, number nine. The Bulls, Wizards, Celtics won. Daniel Tice, uh, Troy Brown, Javante to the Bulls, Gafford, and Chandler Hutchison to the Wizards, Wagner and Luke Cornett to the Celtics. Daniel Gafford had a huge game in his first game as a Wizard. It was crazy. They played the Pistons, so it wasn't all that impressive an opponent. But he had 13-5 and five off the bench in 13 minutes. So, I mean, I mean it's no Luke Cornett. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose so. Keep an eye on that trade. It might move up your list because, like you say, Gafford had a good game. Wagner and Cornette have both been decent for the Celtics. Yeah. You never know. Like, that could be, like, a trade that, like, fans like us don't – or, I mean, I guess we're, like, above fans. Maybe I'm not, but you definitely are. Yeah. Um, (laughs) 
because you know you definitely know more about the whole league than i do but it might be a trade where like people from the outside don't understand why it's made but like gms scouts all that like there's a reason for it and they're like oh these guys like you said uh brad stevens i don't know if you said this on the when we were talking or not but he said like they're looking at Cornette for a while so yeah Celtics have been looking at Luke Cornett. They said they liked his shooting with sides, which is something we've talked about, and pick-and-roll defense. And he was really good defensively, so that makes sense. <clears throat> Philly gets George Hill, Ignis Brestakis. Thunder get Tony Bradley, Austin Rivers, who they have now waived, uh, and two second-round picks. Knicks get Terrence Ferguson, Vincent Poirier, who they have waived, and a second-round pick. Brutal for Vincent. Austin Rivers, uh, did you see this? You know where he's signing, supposedly? Milwaukee. Yeah, I, wasn't yeah. Austin Rivers, like, really good? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty. Season? He was really good for the Knicks, yeah. That was another one where I saw it on Twitter and I was like, damn, like the Celtics should have picked him up. And I was like, "Mm, if they pick him up, then it's like kind of more of a Teague situation where you have a guy that like, yeah. And Teague, by the way, to his credit, picked it up before he was traded. Um, And wait. (laughs) Yeah, which is weird. I kind of feel bad for him because he finally found his footing and he just gets like out of the league. Um, But yeah, Rivers would come in like you'd have to compete with Pritchard for minutes where – I know, like, a lot of fans, including myself, I I want to see Pritchard get minutes. Like, he's playing solid. There's no reason not to give him minutes. He was really great against OKC yesterday. I mean, I don't know. The more experience he gets, the better, especially before the playoffs. Excuse me, yeah. Um, Mavs get J.J. Redick, Nicola Melli for James Johnson, Wes Wundu, second-round pick and cash, completely abandoning any sort of defense on the roster. <laughs> so, uh Good for them, I guess. They get J.J. Redick, which I know a bunch of Celtics fans wanted. I'm happy they <laughs> traded for him, by the way, because he won't be waived. Yeah. He won't go to the Nets. J.J. Redick, yeah. Um, Norm Powell to the Blazers for Gary Trent and Rodney Hood. I didn't like this trade for the Blazers. I don't get it. Maybe I'm crazy. I feel like Gary Trent, Gary Trent was having a really good season shooting the ball. Rodney Hood's not bad. I mean, Norm Powell's the best player, but like, I don't know. You lose some See, I thought it was robbery, and then I thought about it, and I was like, well, Gary Trent was, like, big for them, so. Yeah, it's Gary fair. Trent's averaging, like, 15 a game this season. Like, yeah, he's, he's not bad. Uh, Rondo for Lou Will in two seconds in cash. My heart. <laughs> there my, you go. My Kill, <clears throat> killing Sam. Oh, uh, yeah, Vooching is to Ron- the Bulls. Vooch oh, to the that Bulls. Was, that was the one. That was the yeah. one. That Bingo. was the one. Bingo. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gesturing towards my laptop camera when my actual camera's up here. Uh, by the way, um, Brad's, but breaking news, Brad Stevens will not be the Indiana head coach. It will be Mike Woodson. My so breaking fuck- news is that the Hornets are going to overtime. So. Oh, bitch. I hope they lose. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, yeah, Vucevic to the Bulls and Alfred Aminu, Aminu for Wendell Carter, Otto Porter, and two firsts. Bulls lost their first game, which is unfortunate, but that's a pretty good trade for them, I think. So next up is the Fournier for Teague in two seconds. Heat get Oladipo, Kelly and David Bradley, and then Aaron Gordon is number one. Uh, Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, future first. CBS Sports gives us that list. But yeah, Vooch. That wasn't your list? And no, they no. put Vucevic that low? Well, they really? Vucevic was like fourth overall. Yeah. Behind Gordon? Gordon was the most impactful, like number one. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. See, I think Chicago's good now. I think they're wrong. I mean, Chicago could be good. You never know. I think they're at least a playoff team. They lost their first game with everybody. Or Tice didn't play, but they lost their first game last night. Uh, Tice, awesome. that's why. <laughs> they lost to the uh they lost by sixteen to the Spurs. 
So tough look for them when they first nip it up. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the Vooch deal works out. They, they're all offense, no defense is what they're about to be doing. You know, your your boy Zach Levine, your favorite player in the league, with uh, <laughs> Nikola Vucevic. Well, uh, his time is now. Well, this is the uh, this is the time where I'm really going to judge him because they should be winning yeah. now. And if they don't win, then he's a clown. There you go, but uh, <laughs> clown. Um, that's all I have brought to the table for today. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up before we wrap up the show? Um, yeah, there definitely was. Fans are back. That's what it was. Mm. Fans are back at the garden tomorrow. I I can't wait. I'm so excited. There's going to be like one person in every section. It's going to be sensational. I mean, it's going to look empty still, but I'm really intrigued to see how much noise they can make. Mm -hmm. That, that is my, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be at work when the game happens, so I'm not gonna be able to like really really like key in on it. They'll probably still have fake noise still. I assume. I hope not. I think they will just to boost it. Two thousand people, still a lot of people, Jack. It's not like they they yeah. got like five people there. I guess so, but even okay. even when the bench was getting hyped for Cornette last night, like that was that kind of was amazing. that was they amazing. they were getting super that. hyped for him. It was so funny, but um, yeah, we got people back in the stands. I'm gonna be one of them in a week. I can't wait. Yeah. Literally in a week, I'll be on the highway driving. I, I hope I hope we don't crash. You know what I'm saying, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I'm intrigued to see how much noise these 2,000 people can make. I went back and I watched some highlights from the Bruins game on Thursday, even though I don't care about hockey, just to see. I was like, oh, I wonder what it sounds like in the Garden. Like it was decent. It was it was decent. They they definitely weren't pumping in noise for no, the Bruins. No fan noise. At either. least in the highlights, they weren't. Okay, so let's pray. I suppose let's uh, let's pray they get some. Uh... Some I, I remember when um, energy soccer in, in England had them back at Anfield for Liverpool. They were friggin' loud. They were <laughs> super loud. How many did they have, though? How many fans? They had about the same. They oh. had about 2,000. In, in, wow. in But the way they did it was so weird, Jack. They have, in the soccer stadium, they have four sides. They've got the two, the two goal stands, yeah, and then yeah. they've got the sideline stands. Yeah. They had all the people in the same section. They didn't have them, like, spread out around the stadium. They literally had them all in, like, one of the goal ends. Doesn't that defeat the purpose? That's what I'm saying. If you're going to do that, you might as well, like, fill up the other sections just as much. I don't get it. I don't know why they did that. It's kind of ridiculous. But I And that was outside, and they were loud. Yeah. So so, I I I have very high hopes for Monday. Celtics fans are nuts. They they will be pumped to be back in the garden for sure. It'll be great. Um, Tatum tweeted that he was excited to have them back, which is not something you see Tatum do a lot. Smart talked about, about it too. Smart good, talked good about post game. He said, well, "Marcus, um, we're gonna have fans back. It's time to play Celtics basketball and go on a run." I think that's it's time they made him captain. Yeah, he's got to be soon. But yeah, that's gonna be us. It for us today. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you guys can follow us at Bannertown USA. Shout out to Guy Boston Sports. Shout out to Manscaped. Uh, code BTUSA at checkout for twenty percent off and free we shipping. We mentioned our sponsor. Can you believe it? We never <laughs> do it. But we have a sponsor, kind of. <laughs> there you go. You guys can follow me at Jackson NBA. Like I said, Bannertown USA on Twitter for us. Read all of our articles at BannertownUSA.com. We've been getting more clicks on those. Uh, it's nice to see. Thanks for the support. And with that, Sam, go ahead and wrap us up. Yeah, thank you very much for the support. Whether you watch, listen to our podcast, read our articles, mostly Jack's, not usually mine. <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you so much if you interact with anything we do. 
It's a lot of fun doing it. I was super excited to record today because we had some positives to talk about. We don't have to talk about trades anymore. Oh, my God. But, yeah, you, you go. can you can follow me at uh, Sam LaFrance NBA. Follow Jack at Jack's Money NBA. Follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. Like us on Facebook. Follow Guy Boston. Uh, we do all our pregame stuff there if you want more of us talking with some friends. Um, you can find <laughs> us there. That's our show.